0: What's the hardest thing about writing? Well, it's getting started. Maybe you're having a hard time coming up with a story idea, or you're stuck on where to take your story next. If you want a way into a story or a way through, I have nine story starters to help you. This free PDF is full of story seeds and prompts to get you going. To download your nine story starters, go to nancypinuccio.com forward slash start. That's Nancy with an I, Pinuccio with two C's, nancypinuccio.com forward slash start. Tell me if this sounds like a typical day for you. You wake up around 6.30 a.m., make the coffee, wake up your kids to get ready for their day. In the age of COVID, this means online school. You feed the cats or the dog, you walk the dog, make breakfast, wake up your kids again, shower, get dressed, tell your kid to get out of bed for the fifth time, eat breakfast with five minutes to spare. Then depending on what phase of the COVID reopening you are, maybe you commute 45 minutes to work. You work a full day while getting pulled in 60 different directions because, well, multitasking is now a job requirement. You have a rushed half-hour lunch break, work some more, commute another 45 minutes home, get home by 6, cook dinner, help your kid with calculus, eat dinner, clean up the kitchen. If you're lucky, maybe you can get a little yoga in, but screw it, you're too tired. So you binge watch Breaking Bad on Netflix, you fall asleep in the middle of episode 7, then start all over, again the next day. Weekends aren't much better. I mean, hopefully you do something fun after your weekly food shop, a week's worth of laundry, catching up on washing the piles of dirty dishes in your sink, and basically getting ready for the work week ahead. Okay, so you get the picture. We literally have no time to write, but I'm still going to challenge you on this. On today's episode of Writer Unleashed, I'll give you my 5 strategies for creating more time and energy to write even if you have a shortage of both. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week We'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Just about every single writer I talk to says their biggest frustration, their biggest obstacle, is not having enough time to sit down and write. You know, time is finite. It runs out. It's not a renewable resource. We have so much crammed into our day, our jobs, our kids, our spouses, our homes. And even if we do find pockets of time to write, we're flat out stonkered by the time we get to our keyboard. Now, I get you. I have a full-time roster of clients with deadlines that keep me full tilt boogie Monday through Friday. I'm a single mom to a 14-year-old, so I know how challenging it is to find the time and the mental space to write. Because here's the thing, writing requires clean focus. We need to be firing on all cylinders. It's not just about Finding the hours to write, it's the quality of mind we bring to those hours. But we all have more time than we think, and we also have much more control over our time than many of us would like to admit. So let's talk about time. How often have you heard this? We all have the same 24 hours a day, but really, we don't all have the same 24 hours a day. That's simply not true. Some of us live alone. Some of us work two jobs. Some of us are retired. Some of us are independently wealthy. Many of us are working full-time jobs while raising kids and now in the age of COVID-19, even homeschooling. Now, my 24 hours now looks far different than it did 17 years ago. Back then, I lived alone, I was childless, and I had all the time in the world to write. I had just moved moved up to the Catskill Mountains from New York City, and I had sold my condo, and I was living off the proceeds of that sale to finance my MFA in writing and write full-time. So I had hit the jackpot. I wrote to my heart's content all day, every day. I took breaks by lying on this big flat rock in the middle of the Stony Clove Creek in my backyard. I did yoga every afternoon. I'm not going to lie. I was living the writer's dream. Then within a year after graduation, I gave birth to my child and my writing went on hold joyfully because all my creative energy was channeled into growing this miraculous human. I was in the mama vortex. Then around the time Kaz was preschool age, I was desperately wanting to create again, but I was struggling to find time to eat a meal, let alone time to sit down to write. So my 24 hours a day that I had then as a young mother was not the same 24 hours I had pre-motherhood, and it's not the same 24 hours I have now. So around this time, while I was desperately trying to figure out a way to carve out some time to write, I read a book by Laura Vanderkam called 168 Hours. And this changed everything for me because rather than focus on the 24 hours a day paradigm, she reframed it in the context of the 168 hours we have in a week. And I have a link to her book in the show notes on nancypinuccio.com. I highly recommend this book for anyone who's time challenged. So... Rather than think of our time in 24-hour blocks, which feels like no time at all when you count sleeping, eating, working, cooking, cleaning, spending time with our kids, exercising, and everything else we do, if we think in terms of 168 hours a week, well, that feels more expansive. That feels abundant to me. So forget about the 24 hours you have in your day. Let's talk about the 168 hours you have in a week. And I'm going to kick this off with a quote by Stephen Covey from his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Time management is a misnomer. We can't really manage time. We can only manage ourselves. I'll say it again. We can't really manage time. We can only manage ourselves. So here are my five hard-earned strategies to create more quality time to write even when you have no time. So step number one, identify exactly where you're spending your time, what you're spending your time on. Keep a time log for seven days. Get clear on where your time is being spent and where it's being wasted. Log everything. How much time you spend sleeping? How much time you spend cooking, eating, cleaning up after dinner? How much time do you spend exercising? How much time do you spend commuting to work? How much time do you spend working, showering? How much time do you spend on Facebook or Instagram? I want you to track everything right down to how much time it takes you to deep condition your hair. How much time do you spend streaming on Netflix? Now, I know this sounds tedious and even time consuming, but please hear me out on this. When I was struggling to find time to write as a stay-at-home mom, I logged everything I did for a week, and boy, did I learn a lot about how much time I waste. Now, this is a lot like Tracking where your money goes every month and seeing where you can trim non-essential expenses. Like, do we really need subscriptions to Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime? Or can we subscribe to one and switch every few months according to the next season of our favorite show? But more to the point, the very act of being conscious of how we're spending our time helps us be more mindful about not wasting it. I promise you, this will change your relationship to time. It's all in the math. The numbers don't lie. So number one, keep a time log for the next seven days. Identify where you're wasting time. So now that you've identified where your time is going, now it's time to make choices. So number two, say no to low value activities. Everything we pack into our days is something we've said yes to. So what can you say no to? I want you to get clear on what exactly adds value to your life and what you can let go of or minimize. So when I did my time log, I found out that I wasted on average about two hours a day on social media. That's about 14 hours a week. Roughly 730 hours a year. That's a lot of time I could have been writing. So what can you say no to? Can you say no to scrolling through Instagram first thing in the morning? Can you defer minor pleasures like Netflix a few nights a week? What can you delegate? Can your spouse take your kids out of the house on Saturdays so you can have some focused alone time to write? When my kid was a preschooler, His father did the lion's share of gardening and cooking and cleaning, and he took our kid out for a few hours every now and then to visit neighbors. But I had to ask for what I needed. So don't assume your family knows to give you the space you need to create. You have to ask for it. Okay, so now you have a mathematical assessment of where your time is actually going. You've decided what's high value and low value, and you've decided what activities you can let go of or minimize. So now, number three, create your writing ritual. Determine when you have the most creative energy. What's your ideal time to write? When are you firing on all cylinders? When are you in flow? Maybe for you, that's at night, after dinner, or when your kids are in bed. For me, it's early morning with that first cup of coffee. Morning is the golden time for me. My mind is rested, it's clear, the earth is still quiet, and I don't have the weight that accumulates as the day goes on with other demands on my time and energy." My energy typically starts declining around 2 or 3 p.m. And some days by 4 p.m., I'm ready for a nap. Now, I was not always a morning person. I was... Typically up till 1am, I slept late, I trained myself to wake up early by necessity. So since becoming a parent, I typically wake between 5 and 6am, I make the coffee, feed my cats, then I head back upstairs to my home office and I write. And I can clock in between two to three hours of writing before my paid work begins and it energizes me for the rest of the day. But even if you can write for 20 minutes most mornings before you start getting ready for work or before you get the kids out the door, those 20 minutes over time, do, it does add up. It, it, the effects are accumulative. Now, what about Saturday mornings? Can weekends or every other weekend become a home writing retreat? The idea is to make your writing a habit, just like brushing your teeth every morning or brewing the coffee. We're all pulled towards the weight of our habits and most likely not writing has become your default habit. If that's you, you might feel some resistance writing on a regular basis, but don't let that stop you. Just keep showing up. It's like starting a new exercise routine. Over time, it becomes a reflexive habit But we have to get used to uh, moving beyond the resistance. So number one, track where your time goes for seven days. Number two, determine what low value activities you're willing to eliminate or minimize. Number three, create a ritual. Make writing a reflexive habit. Number four, make writing a priority and schedule everything else around it. Now, to be clear, we don't have to write every day. I want you to free yourself from that thought. I I can't remember which famous author said this, but she goes through fallow periods lasting several months where she doesn't write at all, but writers are still writing even when they're not. So when you're not writing, you're raising your kids, you're falling in love, you're falling out of love, you're experiencing and observing the world around you and your relationship to that world. You're growing, you're expanding your worldview, and this is all part of the writing process. So before you do the dishes or the laundry, write. Now, I tend to do household chores like laundry dishes, food shopping, house cleaning, and a myriad of other things during scheduled breaks. Once I get that first three hours in, I start to slow down, and three hours is the average threshold for most writers. After that, it's diminishing returns. So make writing a priority and schedule everything else that you can around it. And look, it's okay to spend two hours a day on social media as long as you do it after you've written. Don't let it waste your creative fuel. As the life and business coach Marie Forleo says, create before you consume. Let me say that again. Create before you consume. Number five, as Stephen Pressfield says in his book, The War of Art, go pro. Take your writing seriously, as seriously as any doctor or CEO. It's not a frivolous hobby, unless it is. But most of us are called to write because it's as essential to us as breathing. It's the core of who we are. And there's nothing more painful than not doing the thing that we're innately called to do. Let your family or friends know that you're going to spend Saturday mornings writing and you can't be disturbed, say between 8 a.m. and noon. Let your kids or your spouse know that after that, you're all theirs. Everyone will take your writing seriously, but only if you dare take it seriously yourself first. Now, this doesn't mean you need to be making your living as a writer. That's not what I mean by going pro. But the only way to become a real and serious writer is to write, to continue honing your craft. And it takes time. Writing is not easy. It's no easier than learning to play Schubert or Mozart on the piano. It's no easier than dancing ballet worthy of the Met. Publishing is the business of writing. Writing is the art. It takes consistent, rigorous practice. So be in it for the long game. Do it now. Start now. So here's what I want you to do next for the next seven days, I want you to keep a time log. I want you to track how long it takes you to do everything you do. Pretend you're billing your time as a lawyer. After that, go to number two, identify what low value activities you can scale down or eliminate. Number three, create your writing ritual around your ideal times to create. Number four, Prioritize your writing and schedule everything else around it. And five, write like a pro. Take your writing seriously. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. I hope these five tips help you make more time for your writing. If this show resonated for you, please leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hop on board. I come to you each week jam packed with writing tips and techniques. So keep writing. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place.